Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to She Talks Peace, a podcast that highlights the role of women peace builders around the world in bringing lasting peace and security to communities. Eavesdrop on their communities and get to know their stories. From the Philippines to Malaysia, from Indonesia to Palestine, from Myanmar to the United States, their dreams and hopes for a world without violence and a world where every woman and girl can be whoever she wants to be. Hosted by Amina Rasul Bernardo, President of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy. This is She Talks Peace. Salam, dear listeners. Welcome to another episode of She Talks Peace. I'm Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, joining you from Manila. And here's my co-host. Hi, everybody. My name is Ayesa Abubakar, and I am a professor at Al-Bukhari International University in Kedah, Malaysia. But today, I'm joining you from my home in Penang, Malaysia. Hi, Amina. How are you? So far, so good. What are you doing in Penang? Of course, there is. this is where I live, Amina. No, I, but I you are use... Al-Bukhari. Oh, Okay, because Al-Bukhari, uh, the new university where I'm, uh, I work, is an hour away from Penang. So Kedah and Penang is just one hour drive if you go through the Federal Highway. But at the same time, you can also take the KTM commuter train. So I've been commuting all this while. You know, on Friday afternoon, I go home to Penang. And then on Monday morning, I go back to the university. So that's a new lifestyle for me. You've got the best of both worlds. You yes. you don't have to, you don't have to worry about your Traffic. your uh, your hubby Sam. And when oh, you go yeah. there, I'm so happy to see you. So that's really yeah. wonderful. But when you that's commute, right? And considering it's the rainy season, yes, uh, does it mm-hmm. does it bother you? Is it raining awfully hard over no, there? No. No, it, it rains here in uh, Peninsula. Yeah, it does rain. Like this week, it rains in the morning. But by lunchtime, afternoon, it stops. You know, it doesn't really rain the whole day, you know, throughout the day. So, yeah, it's very, you know, it's very convenient here actually to commute. And by train, the train station from my university is just like 10 hours drive. And then coming back, the train station to my house is only five minutes five minutes uh, drive. Yeah, so it's very close by. It's been, How about Manila? It's, oh, it's, it's about, been crazy because it's been raining constantly. Sometimes it, uh-huh. it's hard. So, And uh, I've had the roof in uh, my you know, over the kitchen repaired. Mm-hmm. And it's been a couple of weeks now still leaking. 
we can't find the leaks. So, you know, okay. if you come to my house, you'll see all kinds of holes in the ceiling. It's really <laughs> horrible. But, you know, Ayesha, I was, I was just thinking, you know, in spite of all of this, that um, I'm still lucky, thinking about mm -hmm. what's happening in Maui, in Hawaii. And I was just yeah, yeah. thinking there was a way that we could say our prayers, you know, and send our rains to, to Maui. Because it seems that even though the fire, the wildfire has ended, mm -hmm. yeah. people are still suffering because there's a drought. Yeah. It's yeah. so heartbreaking, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Must really be climate change impact, right? You know, all oh, this, yeah. especially that it's an, they have a lot of islands in Hawaii. And they are in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, you know. And then climate change has really affected you know, the acidity of the waters and, of course, all these forest fires. I'm just curious, have you ever taken the LRT or MRT ride in Manila? A long time ago when it was relatively <laughs> new. But uh, yeah. lately, I... I hate to admit it, but uh, I'm scared of taking the the LRT. And it's not just because of the pandemic, but I worry mm -hmm. about the proper maintenance. But yeah. anyway, yes, uh, I was thinking about you when I was doing my usual uh, search for news online. Because I read okay. this article in uh, The Diplomat. And okay. uh, the article, and because you had your elections, right? So they have oh, this yes. commentary on uh, your elections. And it says, in Malaysia's six state elections earlier, uh, the right-wing Malay Muslim coalition, Perikatan Nasional, PN, maintained the substantial momentum that it gained at the general elections of November 2022. And it says that PN's influence has solidified across the Malay-majority states, fostering control in Kelantan, Terengganu, and your, <laughs> your work state, Kedah. So they're also making inroads into Pakatan-Harapan-controlled states along the West Coast, including Selangor and your home, Penang. So. What can you say about that, uh, Ayesa? Do you think, you know, the work that you do and your friends do to push for reforms, protect uh, women's rights and children's rights, do you think you'd be able to get support from this newly formed, uh, you know, government in, uh, in, in Malaysia? Because they're, they're gaining ground, Ayesa. I'm not. I don't know what to say, Amina, because, you know, I've been working all this while in Kota Kinabalu in Sabah and where I have, you know, been able to work with the state government there. So I'm new in Kadak. So I have yet to experience working with um, government agencies in Kadak. So, you know, as it is in Malaysian politics, we have had a lot of takeovers, you know, from different political parties. It really looks interesting. You know, and but then so far we have really yet to see, you know, how is uh, women's issues going to improve in in the whole of Malaysia. I wanted to tell you that I googled your friend. 
Okay. And it's, okay. Just, it's just just pretty amazing, I guess. Uh, there's this article yes, from January twenty twenty one, and uh, it says that um, her group uh, they urged Putrajaya to address the issue of child abuse in rural areas of the country, saying that they were the among the most vulnerable groups during a lockdown. So your friend urged the uh, government to do something about it because he says cases like this usually fly under the government's radar. Ah, yes, ah, pandemic, and she's protesting. (laughs) 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 So please introduce her. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Okay, so here we go. So our guest today, her name is Miss Winnie Yee. She's the founding member and current program director of the Saba Women's Action Resource Group, or what is known as SAWO. When she started SAWO, it was in 1986. And uh, she also used to be the senior research associate at the Institute of Development Studies in Kota Kinabalu during the period of 1985 to 1997. And this IDS is actually the state government think tank. At IDS, Winnie did not only do policy research on agriculture, forestry, fisheries, and strategic land studies, but she was also the team leader for the study on women and rural development and the team leader for the implementation of the National Women's Policy in Sabah. In terms of educational background, Winnie obtained her bachelor's in agricultural science from La Trobe University in Australia, and then later on, she proceeded to complete her master's in gender and development at the Institute of Development Studies in Sussex University in the United Kingdom. So to start now our exciting conversation for this episode, let us all welcome Ms. Winnie Yi from Saba Women's Action Resource Group or SAWO. Welcome to She Talks Peace, Winnie. How are you? Welcome, welcome, Winnie. Thank you. Thank you, Aisa and uh, Amina. Thank you for the warm welcome. And thank you for the lovely introduction. I hope I can do well with all that. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Winnie, my first question. How did you manage to organize a protest in the midst of the pandemic? <laughs> Actually, that that came very, very impromptu because when you're in lockdown, you know, you, you, uh, you have to be extra, extra uh, creative, isn't it? Uh, 
we we can't let the lockdown stop our activism. So a group of us got together and somebody said, well, we can't protest in the streets. We can jolly well protest online. Aha. Uh-huh. So that was how the idea was born. And then uh, we were told that it's never been done before. So that was more motivation for us to, to do it. <laughs> yeah. And we are very lucky, even though we were aiming for 500 participants in a matter of you know two weeks, we had to do it very quickly because of the time uh, trying to make an impact for the general election. So everything had to be rushed, yeah. But I think we we got quite a good response. So we were quite happy with that. Yeah. And by the way, it was it was uh, we were told that it's the first uh, boom uh, Zoom protest or virtual protest ever to be done in Southeast Asia. Wow, that is <laughs> something. Know, yes, uh, we have to we have to get tips from Winnie on how yeah, yeah. an online protest because honestly, when when Winnie said that it was an online protest, I was thinking, what's the logistics for that? How do you how do you how do you make that happen? That's that is incredible. How how was the program like? It was very interactive. It was very super interactive. There was no long speeches and whatnot. Of course, uh, we have to reach out to participants. We have to tell them or inform them uh, what we want them to do to prepare themselves. They have to make play cards, put their messages. Yeah, very creative. There were some people were writing things on their forehead. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone is is having their show, you know, uh, coming to the the room with all their things and some even got their children to, you know, protest with them. So it was a lot of fun, but a lot of work. uh, so how many, how many joined you in the end, in that I Zoom think, protest? I think around 200-something, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. okay. Yeah, it was, it, it and from a cross-section, and it ended, it ended with all of us yelling, yelling our protest into the, <laughs> into the Zoom. So was the media invited <laughs> with me? Yes, yes, that's why it was covered in, in, the, in the press. Okay, okay. Ah, well, yeah. first, time, first time ever. A protest yes, online. Yes. Of course, the press Very is going to, to cover that. But Winnie, that was 2021. Yes. Now you've got a mm. new um, prime minister. And mm. uh, in the last election, they said that although uh, Prime Minister Anwar um, maintained his uh, the, the status quo, still it seems that his influence the influence of this coalition has um, waned a bit so i was just wondering given that you've got this new uh, coalition a new prime minister um do you think that you would be uh, able to really push for your agenda for women's rights uh, children's rights do you think there will be more participation of women in politics and governance or do you think that there's going to be like a downtrend? Uh, 
Um, it's early days. It's early days um, because, as as you mentioned, we have just had the uh, the six states state elections. Okay, uh, so on the political uh, landscape, that 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 is something that keeps all the politicians, including Putrajaya. The attention will will be not on uh, gender issues or, or rights of uh, vulnerable groups. Uh, so we have to sit tight. But suffice to say that over since since the the Anwar's coalition uh, came into power, quantitatively, some uh, I'm quoting uh, Maha Maha. Maha is a friend that is working in uh, global uh, democratic democracy, the Institute for uh, Democracy, NDI. She did a very, very insightful study because most most uh, people who just observe on the surface, they say, "Oh, women's women's rights in the new government is 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 backsliding. It's not going forward." But, but Maha did a, a very, very detailed analysis and she said, correct, quantitatively, we may seem like we have not improved, but qualitatively, the kind of seats, the kind of cabinet positions that are held by women have improved quite substantially. For example, we have the Minister of Education. That is a high value position and it's held by a woman correct and then the um, yeah yeah and uh she also you know quoted uh, brought our attention to a few more uh, high value uh positions even if it's not ministerial it could be uh government linked corporations or other other agencies that are important in 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 this uh, policy making uh, arena. Uh, I mean, like Tatu Azalina, she is holding a very important post. Yes, and she has introduced quite a few uh, uh, legislations that, and she works. She is heading heading uh, a very important committee in Parliament. And she has been reaching out and working. The women's groups have been reaching out to her and working with her. And we see results. We, we see recently the amendment to the Evidence Act, especially focused to protect the, the, the rights of uh, child uh, survivors of sexual abuse. That has been our work for the past 30 years, you know, to protect. So it takes a woman legislator to put that into place. So parliament has, um, in principle, accepted that. Now we have to work out the, the legalities of it. Yeah, I mean, that is that is just an example, Amina. Yeah, yeah but so very uh, I, was, I was just uh, thinking, uh, yes, uh, you know, the, um, the Pakatan uh, Harapan, they did promise that in the 14th general elections, they would have like 30% representation by women. But the third, what happened was really a far cry because uh, 
according to the news, only 11% of uh, the electoral candidates were women. That's sad. But then, hey, maybe Winnie can run in Sabah next time. What do you think? <laughs> I'm, I can answer that for Winnie. She's not going to do that, but she is mentoring young politicians. Yeah, but, but can, I, can I just add on to what Amina said about the um, 30% thing? Having having this chat with you guys, thank you. I just got a brainwave. So that is something, a nugget, a nugget from this morning. Thank you, Aisa and Amina. You guys helped me to uh, give birth to this thought that we are too fixated. We, we as in the women's rights groups, we are so fixated on the 30%. Okay? It's a fixation. It's an obsession. Yes, we know it's important. But rightly, as pointed out by Maha, there is other ways to get to Rome, correct? When when the climate is as it is now, we better find another strategy, which is to work behind the scenes to make sure that legislations and policy gets put into place. Nobody is paying attention to that. We're just shouting for uh, numbers, numbers. And it's not that the numbers are going to deliver the goods. That's just part, part of it. Sometimes you get women appointed, but they do nothing, yeah? Correct, yeah? So it has to be a two, it has to be a two-pronged thing. And I think this strategy should be the right one to use in the current climate, instead of shouting, it's already difficult for them to share the 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 the, the seats among men, let alone among women. So women have to be smart and think of another way to get get into to influence policy and legislation. Yeah, but you know, Vinny, um, another study, another analysis that they did of the recent election. Uh, Makes me think that maybe you you know women should really be trying to influence the the political leaders of the different parties because according to the analysis of the results the women candidates did better than the men so if if the parties put in more women candidates they would have won more seats because it seems the women candidates outperformed so where you had women candidates. You know, as a percentage, they won. Uh, they won more seats. So kind of short-sighted of the men, don't you think? <laughs> but then we're women. <laughs> yes, there, there, there are many factors um, at play. Uh, you have to also remember what party these women, you know, in Malaysia, there is this always this uh, question. Yeah. Do you vote for the candidate or do you vote for the party? You know, it, it, yeah, I mean, uh, I have to look at the study that you're yeah, quoting, Amina. I have not seen that, but, um, we know we, women perform or outperform men marginally in past mm-hmm. elections. But, uh, they might, it could be, for me, I am not convinced it's because of the gender or women's rights factor. I think it is more to do with, what party she is representing, you know? Yeah. 
Okay. Since we are in this topic of young politicians, you know, maybe we can ask Winnie about this initiative by her organization, SAWO, wherein she has been bringing actually um, female politicians, young female politicians from different political parties in Sabah you know, for the past years. And she's really trying to mentor these politicians so that there can be a bipartisan policy agenda in, in Sabah State. Winnie, please tell us about this. Yeah, I'm so glad you asked us about this, Aisha. It, it is something that we're really excited about because I think it's never been done before in Malaysia. Um, we feel that being in Sabah gives us the perfect uh, chance because uh, uh, as Aisa, you mentioned Sabah is different. Sabah and Sarawak is different to what's happening in the history and the way the communities live together are so different to peninsula. You know, in here, our friends in, in, in peninsula are amazed that we can bring so many different women from different parties to sit together in a workshop, you know, a, a five-module workshop, five-module workshop. <laughs> Can you How many days that? was that? How many days was that? Oh, day? it, it was throughout five months, you know. Oh, my goodness. They yeah, had the, the stamina fifth, for it, yeah? Yeah, the, and mind you, it's on, it's on Zoom, yeah? Hmm? Because it, it's during the pandemic, okay? Uh, that was the first uh, first uh, program. Okay, currently we are in the second phase uh, post pandemic. But uh, we were lucky to end the module when the lockdown was lifted. So the fifth module is about doing something together on the ground. So they went went to the district. Can you imagine the men will die, I think, if they see that because women with from different political parties working together, <laughs> very happy, no fighting, so sisterhood, you know, it was wonderful. So I think the biggest takeaway from that is that peace, right? Women have a key, a key to peace as far as political uh, action is concerned. Women are showing that it can be done. Yeah. So that, that was the biggest takeaway. And and the the linkages that the women made during that time is uh, continuing up to today. So we're hoping the idea is if they are knowing each other when they are just starting out or, or being young young aspirant to be a politician, then they will bring this relationship to uh, Putrajaya when they become someone important or when they are in the legislative assembly in Sabah. And I think that to me is the seed for inter-party, cross-party work when it comes to uh, uh, women's rights and children's rights and other issues that basically marginalized in the legislative assembly or in parliament currently. Yeah, this is really a good example of peace building in politics. Yeah. First time for yeah. Sabah female politicians. Yeah. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. By the way, Winnie, working with uh, young uh, women leaders and more senior women uh, politicians, have you observed a generation gap? between the young and the more senior women leaders? And if there is such a gap, how do you make them come together on the same page with regard to the agenda of, uh, of women? Okay, uh, older politicians, meaning the politicians that have positions like the minister, assistant ministers. So basically they have arrived. Okay, <laughs> they got what they wanted, you know, when you start, when you start on the road to uh, parliament or the state assembly, you have arrived. Okay, not only have you arrived to be the representative of your area, but you have been given a post, a ministerial post. So, so these women are sitting pretty. Yeah, okay, they are basically around my age. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, compare them to the women that we are working with in our uh, current program. So we see, yes, definitely we see a generation gap, like everywhere. Uh, we see generation gap between, between ourselves and the student, Aisa, your student and you. I, I think in general, it's the same. We have to understand where they're coming from, right? Okay. It's just very, very difficult for us. That's why it's called a gap, right? They are driven by different uh, factors. I mean, I yeah, like, okay, maybe what I noticed uh, that with the participants that we have in our program, they are so much more passionate. It becomes a lot more personal. It's very personal. Uh, why are you in politics? Well, my the village, the, the area that I come from has this, 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 you know. Um, majority of them are citing reasons for them to want to be in politics because they are they are not happy with what is the leader, what the leadership is doing in general, not so much for, for women and children, but in general, yeah. So basically that, that's the agenda for Sao because these women, they are very aware of developmental uh, issues. How, you know, kan, Aisa, kalau di Sabah, kalau cakap saja is poverty, how how the rural areas are not getting the development that they should get. So these, these young women, they are very aware of that and they are really... Which is really, very good because they are challenging yes. the status quo. Correct, yeah. correct. So so for us, it's like, okay, so this is the starting point. What we Sawo do is to raise their awareness on uh, 
particular groups like women, children. So the gender awareness is not there, right? I mean, it's not different to the older generation, yeah. But um, but the way to go about it, I think, is different. You know, the younger group will try to integrate that into the issues, the people, the community that they are working with, rather than taking it out and say, okay, this is a, a women's issue and, you know, blah, 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 and then it's a standalone thing. Yeah. So it's, it's different. It's a collective yeah. strategy for them. Yeah. It's collective and I think it's, uh, I, I don't like to use the word, but I think it best, uh, it best described, you know, intersectional. Yes, yeah, that's right. You know, the, it's not just about gender. It's about ethnicity. It's about religion. It's about where you come from. It's about whether you're educated or not, and so on. So I think I think the younger generation uh, have a wider uh, lens, have a lens that is more multifaceted uh, mm-hmm. as compared Multifoca- to the multifocal lens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The technology of multi focal. Let's yeah. hope we don't get confused. Yes. Okay. So, Amina, I don't know whether I'm answering your question or I am just uh, mm. going down yes. the river. It's so, so Winnie, um, mm. generally, you are a bit optimistic still. Yes. What else can we live for? Yeah. How? how how can you build a stronger feminist movement in Sabah? Hmm. Well, I've done. Uh, we've done the gen- my generation uh, constructed some sort of platform, okay, for the new generation. So what 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 my group is doing uh, is working with. I think capacity building is our main focus. We work very closely with um, young young women and men and youth groups if they want capacity building, mentoring. I think that goes a long way. Okay, so we are building. It's no longer leading the charge in front. Okay, it's more like giving them the knowledge and the tools. Hmm? They have the ideas, you know, they know what they want, but how do we get there, right? Okay. So I think that is a, that is my role, especially, and uh, that is what my group is doing. You know, we are no longer that much in the forefront campaigning and advocating, but working with people who want to do that, but who do not have the resources and capacity. Okay? If I, so if that I, is, mean... that is, yeah, Aisa, go ahead. If I may add, you know, uh, Amina to Winnie's, uh, to Savo's work, I've actually attended some mm. of the meetings in Savo myself, you know, in, in Kota mm. Pinabalu. And it's really a space, you know, what's amazing with Savo, it's, you know, it's really a space for senior uh, female leaders and activists uh, and, and the, the younger ones, you know. So that is, it's like a, um, how do you call that? A place for gaining more energy from from each other. So, in that 
respect because everybody comes from different disciplines. You may you even have some lawyers, you know, young lawyers. So they are the ones now who are you know bringing more ideas. Like I remember one time, I think Sawa was invited by the uh, by the Supreme Court in Kota Kinabalu by the um, legis- uh, High Court. The high, the, the high court rather okay so the high court in Kota Kinabalu and they were really sought out Sawa's uh, expertise was sought in order for them to build more child friendly courts you know so we've seen it work that way it's Sawa don't even have to propose anything but it's you know people women who are working as lawyers they are the ones who are getting these ideas from Sabo, you know, as I said, it's a safe space. It's a, it's a brainstorming of what can we do, you know, possibly to improve women's and gender issues and children's issues in the different uh, government structures in Sabah. So I think in that way, Sabo has really been very successful. And as Winnie said, you know, it just has to continue to be that way. Sabo as a safe space and a space mm. for creativity for everybody. Mm. To to finish off with that, okay, I mean, Aisa, I can see it very clearly, but maybe I'm not articulating it well enough. In my my generation, we like to say, okay, join join Sawar or join whatever, you know. Uh, so that's our generation, okay, because we truly believe in together we are stronger, right? Solidarity. We come from the the movement the the women's, the people's movement and so on, you know, that if you work alone, you won't do, you won't get anywhere. That is still true, yes. But uh, Amina is asking, how do we build? Okay. So now we see, now the younger generation are coming together, not in big groups, but there are so many different groups now in Sabah and Malaysia of the young people coming together, okay, not necessarily in a huge uh, organization. They like they like to 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 come out with their own organization, right? So we have a lot of new ones. Okay. But so our role is not to go there and say join us. You know, nobody wants to do that. So we have to change that, change the strategy. Let's work together. Let's collaborate. Um uh, someone can can bring this to the table, you know. Any takers, you know. So we have to change. So I think this is the the way going forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, on that um, on that note, um, Winnie, uh, since um, mm-hmm. uh, you know time passes by so quickly, when you have an interesting conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but on that on that note, you know, trying to get. Um, young women uh, to join, not just in Malaysia, but all over the world. Because the way I see it, the um, authoritarianism that's sweeping the world is not just really in Malaysia, but you can see it in the United States. You can see it in Europe. So as somebody who has been nurturing uh, young women, uh, senior women to come together and uh, really push for greater participation, uh, respect for women's rights, what would your message be to all the women who are listening to us and the men who support um, a women? Um, 
what would your message be for them to become part of this movement to protect and promote our rights? Okay, I mean, uh, that is a huge ask. Okay, I will try. You ask for a huge <laughs> personality, Winnie. <laughs> um, the first thing that I, I would like uh, very, very, very um, earnestly is please don't give in to your jadedness, your um, hope, hopelessness, and think that. Okay, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I do. Who am I? You know, I would not be able to change what's going on. Yes, but I'm telling you, you are, you are one person taking interest can change the world. Believe in your own agency. You're, uh, you are a human being with all the potential yes, in you are. Like the the youth like to say, you are enough and believe. And we, I believe, I truly believe in that. Okay, because I've seen it happen. Okay, take an interest in what's going on around you, especially the things that are impacting your life, and find out why it's happening. And then you will be motivated to, you know change it. I mean, it's just a natural human instinct. You don't like it? <laughs> you know, do something about it. And That's I believe right. that. I believe. Yes. Okay. And number two is, reach out. Reach out. Reach out. To just don't be afraid to talk to someone and connect. Yeah, That's where the energy comes. Yeah. Thank you, Amin. Mm. Thanks so much for that message, Winnie. And I think I think Ayesa that resonates a lot with the young people everywhere because uh, you've got several uh, generations already: uh, Gen Z, Gen X, Millennials. But they all exhibit that one trait that Winnie mentioned: they can be fearless. You and I, you and I, Ayesa, we have to tap into the fearlessness, right? Thanks, Winnie. Over to you, Ayesa. But before we end, um, we end this episode, Amina. Just one trivia about Miss Winnie Yee. You know, Amina, that Winnie Yee really practices this work-life balance. She is, in fact, um, a a teacher on yoga. That is something that I miss with Winnie. She teaches yoga, you know, to to women. So. You know, Winnie, we're really looking forward, you know, that you continue with your yoga, you know, so that more women can have more energy, you know, to help you in Samo. Amen. So I, okay, so again, thank you so much, Miss Winnie Yi, for being our guest in today's episode on She Talks Peace. And to all our listeners, if you have any questions, comments, or ideas that you want us to discuss in our future episodes, please send us an email at shetalkspeacepodcast at gmail.com. We are also present on social media. You can give us a follow at shetalkspeace on both Twitter and Instagram. So everyone, again, uh, thank you for listening to us. Until next episode, again, thank you so much, Winnie. My pleasure. My pleasure, you guys. Take care, yeah. Okay, bye, Amina.
Bye, Ayesa. This is Amina Rasul saying goodbye from Manila. She Talks Peace is brought to you in partnership with Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. For more information, check out their website at podcastnetwork.asia and podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.